Unwound 22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. New York Comic Con is less than two weeks away. I can barely contain my excitement, but there's one thing I realize that they need and they don't have. Why don't they have a cosplay bar? Has anybody ever thought about that? What, what Wait, you mean, you mean like, New York Comic Con? Like New York Comic Con having a cosplay bar, like a bar, like a like um. I mean, the whole place is cosplay. Why would they want a special bar? <laughs> because then after you're done with the cosplay, you know, you can. Go to a bar and like see see everybody else, you know. Uh, I guess. Why don't you just go to a bar afterwards? Cap, alcohol <laughs> and costumes do not mix very well. Oof. Try That's talking true. about that to Halloween and masquerade parties. <laughs> alcohol and costumes do not mix very well. All right, uh, you're talking from experience, but we'll get to that off podcast. So I'm a I'll, witch. You're a rather slutty looking witch, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a wrong, cat. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a ghost. <laughs> in, in a crossless thong? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right. Welcome to a pre-Comic-Con edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 137. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me, as always, is the man who would probably cosplay as Blade if the original actor of Blade was Brian Gumble. MFG, Mike the Finest Guy. Listen, I'm not the nicest guy in the universe because I'm the smartest. And being nice is something stupid people do to hedge their bets. <laughs> That's obviously Rick. Oh, yeah. Yes, and the other man, obviously, speaking right there, is our other host. The man who probably could cosplay as Chewbacca, or at least his arms could. RT Square, we're off the tech. So the other day, I was sitting on a park bench, and I was watching as the cars passed by, and a thought occurred to me. The easiest way to get a girl's number to hit her car i mean you gotta exchange information right what if you kill her i said damn that got morbid quick (laughs) you give her a little love tap the car not her you you never hit women okay wow this is wow this is just really getting dark here now he's just beating up on the poor woman until she gives her her number (laughs) you two are gotten dark quick never said that oh your words not mine I will have it on the record. Stenographer, read it back to me. There you go. She said it. It was your words. Yeah, it'll be a stenographer at your next jail trial. <laughs> well, it's funny that we got that us, you know, meanwhile, 22 have gone dark because today's um, subject matter is pretty dark in itself. Because what we're going to be doing is covering the Amazon Prime series that breaks all the rules and is pretty dark as fuck. So we're going to be reviewing the superhero show known as The Boys. But first, Mike heard some geek stuff, and it's juicy. But you can just put on a bib as he serves it to you like a big old geek peach. Geek peach, that was hard to say. (laughs) So guys, get ready, open up your mouths, he's going to put it right in there. Wow, that sounded bad. (laughs) Now for the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. Yeah, we've got to replace Cap at some point. <laughs> oh, I, I already have a long line of people who want to interview. Oh, thank God. Anybody, if they've got a pulse, if they don't have a pulse, it doesn't even matter. I wow. I'm <laughs> telling you, we're going to do musical chairs one day. We'll all do 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 You How know, Cap, do this? the, the Crypt yeah. Keeper is vying for your job. I thought Mike has the old references. You have the old reference now, Ralph? You disappoint me. Mike, <laughs> please, please stop Ralph and, and tell us some news. I was reading your almanac from the 90s. Oh my God! He's an almanac and oh, wait, wait. Mike, please well, go! Oh my God! I have, well, I have one quick news. It's just lengthy because there was just nothing interesting going on. So here we go. Now that Hulu tasted the Marvel comic success with Runaways, which returns for season three in December, the subscription-based video on-demand service is developing some live-action and um, unusual animated character series because absolutely no one demanded it. Get ready for these live-action hits. Spirits of Vengeance, Marvel's Ghost Rider, starring Gabriel Luna, fresh from his stint as Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but this character, which is still the same Ghost Rider, is unrelated to that series. Go figure that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Marvel's Hellstrom, based extremely loosely on Marvel Comics' Damian Hellstorm, a.k.a. the Son of Satan. Now, you're still intrigued? Really? 
Wow. Okay. Well, then it's time for the animation domination with these four new shows. Howard the Duck. Yay. Modoc. Modoc. Hit Monkey. Yeah, exactly. Hit Monkey. And wait for it. Tigra and Dazzler. Now, these four shows will eventually culminate in the spinoff Marvel's The Offenders. Now, I'm assuming that the womp, womp, womp button at that pitch session must have been getting hit faster than Kim Kardashian's butt at an ass-slapping competition. Uh, (laughs) The live-action shows are slated for some time in 2020, while the animated series are listed as in development. And for you hoes at home that are wondering why Disney isn't adding these series to its Disney Plus lineup, Hulu is fully controlled and majority owned by Walt Disney Company with 67% Mm -hmm. equity, while Comcast is a silent partner with 33% equity. Oh, and Comcast has agreed to sell its shares to Disney by 2024. Still mad at Sony now? The mouse owns everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, even I'm not looking forward to seeing Tigra and Dazzler. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because for those who don't listen to the podcast often enough or just started listening to us recently, Mike's one of Mike's favorite Marvel characters is Dazzler and one of my most detested characters are Dazzler. Actually, my, two of Mike's favorite characters are Tigra and Dazzler. They actually though, are both, both good yeah, when they're written we've, well. We've definitely talked about like how Mike appreciates them very much. So to have both of them in a, in a series, old, old listeners would be like, oh, that's right up Mike's alley. Not even Mike's interested. I mean, I will watch it, but I mean, it's animated, and at least the picture that they had for it, it's it's very Ren and ang- Well, kind of like that that angular drawing, um, Dazzler. Oh. Like at least in the picture, like like Tigra looks kind of like Waka Waka Waka, and Dazzler looks like uh, she has a martini glass. She looks like I'm over it, kind of a look. Now that's just a picture. I don't know if that's supposedly what they're representing, but it's just what it looks like. It's going to be this odd couple because I think they're trying to make it big in the superhero business in L.A. You know, so I think it's going to be like a sitch comedy more than a superhero thing. You know what I mean? Marvel has not had a good record when it comes to their animated stuff recently. Even though Ultimate Spider-Man has made had made its its headway, you know, through the um, you know, the animation ranks, a lot of the other Marvel stuff is not very good. So to hear this stuff and to hear stuff that is not very interesting or excitable, I'm a little scared. What are you thinking, Ralph? You're gonna watch it. I'm gonna fucking watch it. Well, I mean, come on—is it a surprise that I'm gonna watch it? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'll tune them in. Honestly. I'll tune in. You got to. Yeah. You, you, you got to see what it is about. Who knows? They might surprise you and make something good. Yeah. Well, with Modoc, I can only imagine it's just going to be—I don't know. People. I, the thing is with Modoc, I feel like it's going to be a one-note cartoon because you, you know everyone's just going to make fun of his big head and small body, and the fact that it's his story—I I, I don't know. I just—I can't imagine this lasting longer than it should i'm just like the offenders really yep they're gonna make the offenders <laughs> yeah exactly well right. anyhow that's my quick news that's your quick news so that wait a minute it. the podcast before comic-con and after batman's birthday or batman day excuse me and that and that's the only one you got okay thanks stuff I, fa- I found no interesting news out there at least nothing that was interesting to me Got it. Okay. Right. Ralphie, you got any quick news? Well, I, I got a question for you. What's up? What's uh, Disney's favorite game to play? What? Monopoly. Because, <laughs> you know. How all, political. All the things that he's doing. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I caught well, it. All the things Disney's doing is being dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Listen, for a dead guy, he, he gets around, man. Uh, they said that about him even when he was alive. <laughs> wow that's fucked up <laughs> and, and, and we're continuing with this dark theme i've got no quick news so let's go right to it so today what we're going to talk about is the garth ennis inspired show from um I was, I was about to say hulu from amazon prime known as the boys and with more about the boys and with the synopsis is mfg mike the finance guy Oh, I thought it was going to be another minute without me talking, but luckily that didn't happen. <laughs> that wasn't even 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> uh, it felt forever. And I know out there you all thought the same thing. Alrighty, The Boys is a web television series from Sony Pictures Television and Amazon Studios. The TV series was developed by Eric Kripke of Supernatural fame for Amazon and is based off of the comic book series of the same name by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. 
under the DC Comics imprint Wildstorm. Uh, the publication ran from October 2006 to uh, November of 2012. Like I said, it started with Wildstorm for issues one through six and then finished off in Dynamite Entertainment issues seven through 72. Uh, the boys' TV series centers around a group of violent vigilantes as they attempt to take down and expose the large superhero population that lives on greed, hedonism, and psychopathy. The series has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 83%, 94% audience, and a Metacritic score of 73 out of 100, with 84 out of 100 for the audience. Hmm, okay. A little bit higher than yeah. normal Metacritic. Exactly, I know. They were feeling generous. Yeah, All right, right, synopsis. Ah, love. Your loved one gets in your heart and your mind, and sometimes their brain matter and jawbone gets splattered in your hair. <laughs> ah, the latter is the motivating element for a mousy tech salesman whose girlfriend failed as a speed bump for the fastest man alive. Along comes Butcher and his two colleagues, who are neither bakers nor candlestick makers, and together they form a ragtag group that sets about kidnapping and murdering one of the elite superhero group known as the Seven. Now, if the Seven seems familiar, they should, but don't tell Zack Snyder it's way better than the Justice League he shot all over the silver screen. Now, wow. it has lopsided storytelling and an on-again, off-again power set, but the series, that's just its kryptonite. Uh, but if you just sit there and watch it and stop acting like a little twat. <laughs> I just love to say that. All right, Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, uh, Jack Quaid as Hugh Campbell, Anthony Starr as Homelander, Aaron Moriarty as Starlight, Dominique McElligott as Queen Maeve, Jesse T. Usher as A-Train. Laz Alonso as Mother's Milk. Chase Crawford as The Deep. That's what else we got. We got Tomer Capone as Frenchie. Karen Fukuhara as Kimiko, a.k.a. The Female. Nathan Mitchell as, ba as Black Noir. Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell. Simon Pegg as Hugh Senior, or Hugh Campbell Senior. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> Esposito as Susan Rayner. And Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar. All right. So... Let's talk about the boys, but before we talk about it, you already know, let's press that button that we paid so much money for. Billions. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, the queen would be so proud. So that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush, man. Stush. Ah, ah, stush it. Stush it real good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Careful, Mike, that's copyrighted. <laughs> right? It could be. It's not copyrighted by Disney, so I'm, I feel safe. <laughs> it might soon be. You never know. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the boys. And let me begin by saying that the boys was something that Mike and I bonded over way before the podcast, back when the boys came out. Mike, when was the boys? When was um, boys number one came out? So, for those that did not listen to my opening statement... I want you to repeat it, <laughs> jerk. It came out October 2006. Thank you. Okay, so Mike, back, back in 2006. What, what, what were you going to say, Ralph? You should just be glad that the Cap and you guys have uh, something in common. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't even... That didn't even deserve... A, whatever. Anyway. So, ba so, back when Mike and I were first met... And we started really um, bonding over um, this comic book called The Boys. Mike was telling me, look, this comic book is off the fucking wall. You have to yeah. check this shit out. I'm like, oh, come on, come on. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to check it out. I'll buy you the first issue. Like every good drug dealer gave me the first one for free. <laughs> it's like, here, check this shit out. And since then, I was, I was hooked. So to hear this show come out, and especially if you know Garth Ennis, you know it's off the rails and off the wall. Um, we already know that Preacher's out on TV, and that's been successful. Mm -hmm. Do you feel The Boys is as good as Preacher? Uh, so far, is it as good as Preacher? No. I think Preacher's just really well done. But The Boys, this, the first season, I, I definitely think was good. I do wonder how much story they've written and how much they're going to go with it. It's a story, like I think, as opposed to Preacher, which it could, I mean, like anything, can always go badly. Um, right. I think The Boys has a greater chance of going off the rails and falling on its face than Preacher would have had. Okay, all right. And, and mind you, Preacher goes off the rails oh, a yeah. lot in the book. Okay. Um, Ralph, what do you think? Do you think, I mean, first, Ralph, do you watch Preacher? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't watch Preacher? 
Only a fool would not watch an amazing show. Wow. Cap. <laughs> I haven't had time. It's not because I don't want to. I, you know, and I also read the book. Did you read the book? Yes, yes, I did. I yeah, got it. Right. You know, our way. Our way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I read did it. it our way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so what is your opinion about um the boys now that you've um obviously you've read Garth Ennis's other stuff? Is um is the boys the show as good as Preacher the show? Um, they're pretty close, but Preacher by far is much better. Okay, right. story wise, and I mean, and also, I mean, with Preacher, you, you got multiple seasons out already. We mm-hmm. got to see what the boys does in yeah. the next season, just so we can actually have some good uh, material to compare against. And you really do have like really excellent actors in the Preacher. Not saying that yeah. there's not some good actors in the boys, but. Like, it's a smaller cast, and they really do a great job, you know, uh, I doing mean, the, their roles. The guy that plays Jesse alone is he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, Dominic, Dominic Cooper, he's just fantastic. And, and uh, was it, uh, what's her name uh, that plays uh, Tulip? God, no idea. I can't, I can't think of her name, but she's, really, she's actually a really good actress as well. If only we had some magical device that could tell us. I don't know of such things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let me, so let me ask you guys this. Um... What do you what do you like about the boys so so far? I mean, not so far, but what did you like about the ten part series? And I know Mike and Ralph are gonna have two different um, viewpoints because Mike's read the read a lot of the series and Ralph didn't really get become familiar about that. Well, of the eight part series, I don't know what other two parts you saw. So uh, <laughs> I keep I, keep, I wanted saw it to the be director's 10. cut. I wanted it to be ten. Um, now, um, I I did enjoy the. It, there's like a level of, it's not the ominous is not the right word. It, it's, it's this level of like uncertainty whenever Homeland's on the screen, because like, you know he's just fucked up in the head. It's so yeah. funny you said that. It's in my notes as well, Mike. Yeah. Explain, just, explain he, for, yeah, the, he, for the guys. Yeah, no, no, I mean, this, this is just my opinion. It's just every time he shows up, you're just like, every time he's in the scene, you do not know where the scene is going to go. <laughs> I mean, most of the time it just goes just normally, but you you know that like at any moment it could just go really badly, um, in in a good way, in a good way, because his character is just he's unhinged. So, yeah, he's unhinged but perfect. You know, like like unlike everyone else, where their flaws they just kind of flaunt their flaws. His is much more internal, and, and not that they don't see them because they you know everyone's afraid of him. Right. And it's not just because of his power; they're afraid of him because they know he's kind of fucking crazy you know but it's that craziness that it's it's almost like if the joker was good looking insane ish <laughs> but still has unpredictability that's who this character would be you know yeah and it's funny that mike said that because that's totally in my notes ralph what do you think you have notes i thought you were winging it what happened no no i i winged it last show i have my notes this show but i'm still talking off the cuff sounds anyway like, sounds like you're a quitter uh what was the question <laughs> Oh my God! Did you not hear the question? I actually lost lost place where I was in it going out anyway. Um, oh my God! It's <laughs> it's a, it's like we're doing a podcast at the old folks' home. What well, the hell? Well, okay. Well, what, what what I said was actually, what did you like about you know what did you what do you like about the show thus far? About you know, what do you like about this show so far? Um, I like the fact that like it's 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 not very predictable in the sense that you don't know what's going to happen like um like for there was like a few quite a few many episodes that i thought huey was going to get like his ass handed to him you know and then out of mm-hmm. nowhere something comes and and he's fine or like when uh when they're um when they blew up translucent right and mm-hmm. homelander's like literally right outside and like you know this dude could like tear them apart in in seconds right but then they get lucky because Frenchie's girl uh, sets the bomb off, and he's off to investigate that. But it's right. just—it's like shit like that. It's the the unpredictable nature that keeps you at the edge of your seat. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree with that. I mean, and, and, and you guys both—the unpredictability is definitely cool. Even though I read the book, I, it's been so long since I've read the book. It's, but they're not really following no, not. any particular story. You know, it's just the general idea. Just like preacher, it doesn't really follow the story. It just right. the general idea of what's going on. Yes, I, but 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 just the fact of you know the way that you know um, the 
the the pacing is really good for the boys, even though I heard a, pe- a lot of people complain that episode two and three was not as good as episode one. Mm, I don't think I don't remember that being a problem. I I feel that there's like odd like plot jumps um, in like timey. Like for instance, like uh, they had a problem with uh, with Kimiko, and right. I mean that was fine and it was, and it was believable. And then the moment she got injured, the next episode. Which they don't say is any particular amount of time later, nor do they give you any indication of how much time has gone by. But she's just in there, like having breakfast with them, and I'm like, "Well, what happened?" You know, <laughs> like she just seems okay now. <laughs> you know, it, you know. So it's just like little things like that, or, or also with her character, because um, I do like her, but her character is just weird that they don't say, and they don't even give you any hint that, like for instance, being injected with a compound V that it makes you crazy or anything. Uh, specifically, but then it doesn't explain why she was acting like a crazy woman when she's evidently pretty normal. Otherwise, like you know what I mean. It's so it's just like little things that just that don't add up in the story the way they tell the story, um, or like Homelander, you know, like his power. It's you know Superman level power, but it's just like he uses it when it seems like it's convenient for the story plot, right? You know, because it's just like, well, he could probably find these people faster or or like a train. Same thing with all speedsters. It's like, you know, you can handle situations differently. We've seen how fast you can move. But then now you suddenly can't seem to move very fast at all. You know, right. All right. I feel you. Okay. I definitely I definitely see the issues with that. I had an issue with the fact that throughout or at least in the book, Huey is made out to be literally like the homely kind of a guy. But pretty, you know, pretty much like... He looks like Simon Pegg. (laughs) That's who he was made after. (laughs) Right, right. In the book, they definitely made him after Simon Pegg. But the idea that, you know, it's the whole... It's the old story of the unlikely hero, you know, rising above and becoming a hero, even though he's like the last person you 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 would expect. Mm -hmm. Kick-ass, for whatever... I know Ralph, you know, didn't like kick-ass and whatever, but... You mean no pussy bitch? Yeah, but you know wow. what? It, but it worked because it's like, you still don't like this guy as a hero. You're like, oh my God, you know, he's the last person I expect. The guy they chose Why for the new Huey. Why little pussy bitch as a hero? Wow. But that's the point. You know, the fact that people persevere and push through makes it more of like, oh my God, versus this guy, this pretty boy guy they got playing Huey. I'm like, this ain't fucking Huey. That, I really, it took a while for me to kind of like get over it. I got over it, but it was, it took a it while. It doesn't sound like you did. Were, were you just angry that he looks better than you? No, a lot of people look better than me. That's not the point. <laughs> I'm just saying that. He, Ralph, he, name he, one that doesn't. He, he looks all, like, he looks like mm-hmm. a, what a lot of other, um, in quotes, a normal person would look like, you know, really, really cute, very CW. I'm like, Oh, well, on, he's guys. not that much of a pretty boy, but I mean, he's definitely better looking um, than in the comic. And also, you're dealing with American audiences, so you know they're not going to put up with a, a some like little milksop nobody balding with the you know a cheap mustache as their hero. It's just marketing by that point. And I'm not saying that Americans couldn't handle it, but as far as the TV and uh, movie people, they believe Americans can't handle these things. Right. Um. What was your oh shit moment that, that that left you like wow, I I don't know what to say. Mm, I, mine was yeah, when when, yeah, uh, when Homelander uh, shoots down that plane. Like I know he was I I knew he was gonna oh, do yeah. something right. Mm-hmm. Like I I thought he was just gonna like threaten him or go after him, right? But then he goes to the plane, flies right next to them. And the kid's like, oh, look, it's Homelander. Dad, did you do this? And he's yeah. like, no. What is he doing? Why his eyes are going. Oh, no. And then, boom. And then he just smiles and flies away like like if he were just throwing his trash out, you know? Yeah, well, well there's there's an important thing that you left out. Even though you mentioned the kid, is that it's not just that he followed the plane. He saw the kid, smiled, and waved at the kid. So we all know he's like, yeah, you're going to die too, kid. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that goes back to like I said to I me, mean, like he's such an uncomfortable character because you're like you do not know what he's thinking. You know he has no sympathy for anything that lives, right? But like you, you're like, wow, he's really, really an evil bastard. Um, I think um, I'm trying to think. My oh shit moment was probably uh, the death of um, Elizabeth uh, Shrew's character. I'm trying to think if I'm just trying to think if that's what it want. But yeah, probably um, Madeline's death 
but it's not so much of her dying because by this point even she knew she was going to die it's the whole point of what they don't bring up i mean i'm sure they'll mention it in the next season well i shouldn't say sure because again they, the way they jump around and tell their story but what else happened in that moment as far as we're aware um of that moment the, in that moment yeah he killed her baby yeah the only thing that he took out of there was butcher but like they don't make a big deal out of it it's not even like you know no one it's not like you know granted it ended the way it ended so it's not like butcher had a lot to say but it's not like you know what, what you know you got me out what about the fucking baby or something like that it's you know, it's almost like you forget the baby was there because Madeline, even if he had taken her upstairs, the baby would have died. But she was just like, take my baby upstairs. And it's like knowing that, like, you know, Butcher, well, technically, really, Butcher killed the baby. Um, but the homeland didn't even attempt to save it. Yeah. That was like, that was my oh shit moment. Not so much about, like, her dying, you know, because she was a horrible person. Um, but it was just that it was just like, Butcher himself was just kind of like, yeah, the baby's about to die. So here we go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so that's that, that tells you two things and i think that i bet you they won't make too much about the fact that really the death of the baby is butcher's fault homelander could have saved it but the death of the baby because he was hoping that this would kill homelander or at least stop him so that means he was actually willing to kill this child yeah and that that's that's pretty deep for someone that's our quote-unquote hero right <laughs> you know visually there were so many oh shit moments like even I mean, even something as small as the opening moment with, um, with Robin, um, speed Robin. bump Robin. Oh, speed bump Robin! Yes, oh, <laughs> old, blood, old blood blister Robin. And the way, I thought they were gonna make it like you know how they do it in Final Destination where somebody gets hit by the bus mm-hmm. out of nowhere. No, they made sure it was slow motion. You got to see her disintegrate. Oh yeah, I was, I was and, like, oh my god. And Huey left holding the arms. Yeah, Just yeah. Right that there. that one that was fired from the comics, and I'm glad they left that part in. About him still mm-hmm. holding her arms, you know. Well, in the comics, doesn't A Train like also run into a wall? Like he runs right through the wall, and then she's like, he's he's left holding, but he like he runs through her and into and through a wall. I don't remember. I don't remember clearly that part. I just remember Huey holding her hands because the thing is, in the comic, you know, you just you see a splatter of blood, kind of like they did it there. You see the splatter of blood, but you don't exactly know what's happened at that point, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, they kind of, it's kind of like when, uh, when you watch uh, 300, they kind of followed that scene pretty much the way it was. But yeah, because I mean, A-Train didn't die then either. Right. You know. But A-Train was still around for a little bit, yeah. Um, because, I mean, visually, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. And it's funny that you mentioned about Butch, when you go back, you talk about old shit moments. And you say, well, you know, Butch is supposed to be our hero. And here he comes, you know, doing this. Is this what we want from our hero? There's a lot of dark I- on... Uh, you know, obviously from the seven, but definitely from the boys as well. The mm-hmm. only people that seemed really, I don't say pure of heart, but the most um, pure are um, Starlight and um, and Huey. How well, about- actually, Huey's, remember, he voluntarily killed Translucence. He, he didn't have to press that button. He just, literally, he shrugs his shoulder like, eh, poof. You know, like, like, what's the, you know, what's, what's, I'm weighing this out really fast, and yeah, there we go. Um, I would say the closer would be, um, actually, would be Starlight and Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk, besides like when they're on missions, he hasn't done anything specifically aggressive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, I mean, unlike the comics where like all of them were just killing people like left and right. Um, the female has killed. I mean, you know, she kind of <laughs> has her justification. Um, Frenchie has attempted to help. Remember, he attempted um, killing Translucence, but he just never got around to it. Uh, He, I mean, again, we're not talking about like when they're trying to escape something. He hasn't gone out of his way to kill anyone either that I can remember, right? I don't Yeah. I don't think he has either so far. No, he he even tried, like, he he tries to have, when they're trying to capture the female, like, you know, he tries to have her avoid killing as many people as possible. Yeah. So if, in all honesty, out of the boys, surprisingly, well, not surprising for one, Butcher and then surprisingly Huey are actually the only two quote-unquote cold-blooded killers, at least on screen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's also very interesting because, I mean, Huey is supposed to represent us. He's the everyday man. He's the everyman that we're supposed to, you know, sympathize with. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, like, like that was the thing. When he killed Translucent, I'm like, well, you were... You're supposedly us. Right. And I'm like, 
you weren't justified. I mean, sure, Translucent would have told the Seven and they would have eventually come and hunted them down. I mean, we understand that and we understand the, the concept of, uh, you know, preserving your life, da, da 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 But at that moment, he was not under threat. Translucent wasn't trying to kill him. He wasn't choking him invisibly, you know, beating him. He wasn't doing it. He was walking away. Yeah, he, he killed them out of anger. Yeah. Well, he killed him out of anger slash eh. <laughs> like he was kind of well, like no, no, I don't think it was. I don't think he was indifferent to it. I think there's a part of him that was. It, it I think was more I, it was very angry because all, it was out of all the stuff that you put me through, and I've been manipulated, and I'm here, and you know, and now I'm dealing with all these superpower people, and you're gonna mock me and say, okay, I'm gonna walk away. I'm not, I'm not a fool. And he pulled the trigger, and then realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But yeah, is, but is that, is but that like I said, but his evil? reaction when you watch his reaction though, it's kind of like, oh, it wasn't like there wasn't that fear of taking someone's life, it was just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> that, and that's why I'm saying it was surprising. Because, I mean, Translucent, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was beating him up in the place, but, like, he hadn't done anything specifically to Huey before that. Like, in other words, it was just one of those things of it's like, you've done nothing, or this guy did nothing. Um, well, he did attack him at the... Right, but I'm saying he did store. nothing that was any more out, outwardly than it would be deserving of the murder that he received you know and it was just kind of like one of those like okay well this is the person that's supposed to be us i'm not feeling that connection usually you try and feel that connection where like i understand it or i i would do the same thing or it's uncomfortable but yeah i agree and i'm there i'm like i, I didn't connect with him because of that it's at least a, not you know listen that's how we do it in new york man <laughs> is that it shut no, no, people's butts and blowing them up that is that it has been a New York problem. I do have to admit. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I, 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 neither of these guys speak for me. That's what all I'll say is that. You're right. <laughs> none we of speak for speak. everyone else. Um, how, right. Um, how how were you with all the side plots of the seven? Do you feel like they got um equal shine, or good shine? I mean, we because no obviously you have Homelander with his stuff. And you have, um, was it Queen, Queen Maeve? Well, Queen Maeve is yeah. just basically growing her conscience and trying to, <laughs> she's, she's growing back her conscience and still trying to downplay it all at the same time. That's really the only turmoil she seems to have. You well, know, and like, also, but also, you know, her, her dealing with alcoholism and, right. like, you know, you know lose, losing herself in a way and kind of, like you said, finding herself back. And, mm -hmm. and fighting with that closet door. I'm she, sorry? She's, she's yeah. not fighting with the closet door. She doesn't she's want out. it to be public. No, it's not but, out. Yeah, but I I think I don't know if it's because of, if it's her being out or is it that you know, she's. I think it's a. Relationship. It, I, yeah, I think it's a. It, with her, I took it more that it was a. Uh, um, you become a target kind of a right. thing. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't get it as you know. You're trying to hold me back because you know you're gay and I don't want nobody to know that I'm gay. I think it's more about exactly like you know the whole Spider Man Mary J thing. No, and the things I, I also I, don't, and also don't know how gay she is. I mean, she, at least from what we're gathering, she's bisexual. I don't know how gay she because, is. Well, no, but because remember, <laughs> she and Homelander went out. Did you just say Homelander? <laughs> no, Homelander. <laughs> Jesus. <You Ralph>. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't feel that that was a, a fear of hers or anything like that. I think she just doesn't want to have any public recognition of anyone in her life because, as she told Starlight, you know, they're going to all be in danger. That's, right. That is their weakness. Are there are people that they they love? You know, that kind of a thing. Um, the deep, his is interesting because our first interaction with him is uh, an abusive, you know, face of face of me too, basically. Um, yeah. And then, like, like so this is again with the flip floppiness that I don't understand. So he then basically, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess it's rape since he's saying stop. So it is. He basically gets raped by a fan, a, an average mortal fan. He gets gill raped. Right? Yeah, but but it's like so we see his suit, and again, we all know that we can make these assumptions. Oh, but it's this, it's that. Okay, look, we've seen what it is, and we've even heard people comment. It's basically a wetsuit. Great. They all seem to have a certain amount of invulnerability, at least that we've seen so far. Fantastic. His gills are so sensitive that she touched them on the outside and he flinched. I'm like, anybody that hit him would crumple him. He has no protection around his gills. And the fact that, like, he's that easily put down, I was like, well, that makes no sense for the character nor your costume design. Like, like you would be super vulnerable to any body blow. Right. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, like that would take him down. I was. Just, it was just one of those weird moments. And I, and I know that it, the point was to 
do back to him uh you know what you know to 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 make it right for the females feeling like you know you violated her now you've been violated but right. it was just it was weird it, it would have made more sense for instance if it was a super powered person that did that right yeah it was just weird that they you know i guess that this was again like you know you you can this guy can even be fucked up by a normal person you know that you know that's it's basically almost like you know you're all talk it's like the bully you're all talk but even a normal person could take him down and and whatnot i thought that scene was weird hmm interesting it felt out of place that's where it felt it felt out of place yeah. or at least for the episode well, like I, I said, felt- I mean, I would, I mean, you know, to give, if you want to give him his comeuppance again, like I said, I would have been fine. It's just, if it had been a super powered person, I would have, it just would have made more sense. Okay. You know, it was just, it was, because I'm like, you're this vulnerable, like that, you're useless. <laughs> 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 you know, kind of like Aquaman. <laughs> uh, he's not useless. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> well, how do we feel about A-Train and Popclaw? <laughs> <laughs> Popclaw. Oh, my God. Uh, that, now that was an old shit moment for me visually. I mean, yeah. which one? Um, Where Popclaw um, um, seduces the landlord. Wait, 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 wait. Would you call that a mind-blowing orgasm? <laughs> Don't laugh. It's the last light. time we. On, it's the last time we give him the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that scene didn't, that scene didn't shock me, um, there, uh, well, the visual, I was like, okay, I I can imagine, you know, him being like, you know, pierced or, 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 or or head severed, but the way the skull was crushed, I was like, well, well, she's sitting on him and then also clenching her thighs. I mean, that's, you know, she's pressing down with super strength and clenching her super strong thighs. It's like, that's pretty much going to happen. And she's she's also taking the serum, so she's stronger. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with that. It's like, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was a a cool scene for it's it's very much a, a Garth Ennis type scene um, that you know that someone's dying due to sex kind of a thing um, is is very much his. I it definitely I it was it was touching. Her death was touching. Yes, in, in a way uh, because you know again like, you know the, it's the hedonistic uh, superhero world that 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 they live in. Um, I, I definitely liked that scene uh, when he uh, he killed her. And I also like the fact that of how he confessed to it at the end, but still blamed Huey. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that was a, it was a cool twist of the way, you know, because it was actually a verbalization of how he could only live with himself to justify it. Right. In, in his head, that's the yeah. only way he'd be able to you know, live with himself is to still say it's somebody else's fault. Right. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, her character is what it was. It was a nice throwaway character and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. Like, I I don't know how I feel seeing like you know. Uh, I'm glad that Garth Ennis's book was toned down for TV because otherwise it would never have been made. But it's it's interesting now that the that so much of the, the over the top and so much of the debauchery for debauchery's sake is missing. That uh, the story is, I think it's better. Um, okay. But at the same time, it loses a certain amount of bite, which. Simultaneously, I'm happy isn't there. Like it's it's this really weird conflicted feeling I have watching the show versus having read some of the book. You know, yeah. No, no, no. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it's funny because I remember thinking, you know, about how much more over the top it is. But that's one. That's what actually one of my other questions. Did you feel? You know, obviously, it sounds like you know you felt like it was the right amount of violence and sex and all that stuff. Included because I know one thing that Mike talks about a lot is sometimes they go too over the top and then it's not even funny or or, or shock factor anymore. It's just there, right? How about do you feel the same way, Ralph? Like, did you feel like the boys had the right amount of sex slash violence um, slash over the top? Oh my goodness! Or was or after a while did you become numb? I mean, I, you could always you could always have a little bit more sex. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Violence wise, <laughs> I I think the like the fights were pretty well choreographed, you know. Um yeah. few that there were. I mean the the funniest fight was with uh with Translucent inside the computer store. Yeah. Yes. You know, like that that was like one of the better ones that they had. Um and then like the the fight between uh A Train and um Starlight. Starlight. 
Well, that was like that was a very lame fight. Yeah. Because so it's one of those. It's one of those again. It's like, okay, she's shooting out light, which of course moves at the speed of light. Yeah. But he moves really fast. He would have taken her down. All he had to do was go straight ahead. <laughs> like right. exactly. it was just because again, it's that uneven storytelling that I was saying. Like and and everything with speedsters always comes out badly. You know, when it comes to <laughs> fights, to try and make it interesting. Because in all honesty, we know the fight would be over before it began. I mean, right. their their whole thing is, you know, he's uh, he's he's compromised because of the the compound V, right? So that's why he wouldn't be at his best. And then at the end of it, he has a freaking heart attack. Right. She doesn't even have to do much, right? So well, like, I mean, well, he she's down. Remember for the count, it's, he's got Huey, you know, by the 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 shirt collar, yeah. And uh, you know, he can't even take it. Uh, poor guy with his mm-hmm. enlarged heart and small balls. <laughs> oh my god hey that's what his brother said <laughs> so so let me ask you this how how did you feel about the way they ended ended um this season um with the way they left um with butcher and homelander and and you know the the, the and becca the and becca and the and the and well, homelander's I, son i will mm-hmm. say it's a hell of a cliffhanger considering that in the comic book you see the graphic baby bursting out of her freaking body, ripping her apart, and then flying up, and then Butcher just beating the crap out of the baby. <laughs> that is yeah. Right. Luckily, we were spared that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because again, of a, that, of that's where Garth Ennis goes. That's where Garth Ennis goes right away. Um, um, I'm fine. I mean, like I said, that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see where season two goes because they're like I said, they barely were following any of the plot. Of, of the boys to begin with and again that's fine but there's a danger of of especially now you're dealing with superhero stuff i mean the, the preacher you're dealing more supernatural and you know and then just dealing with individual personalities here right. you're dealing with superpowers and as we all have seen from horrible movies of the past and and tv shows as well like you can quickly go wrong with superheroes it's because yes. because of, you know because again just like here like where the power set stops working exactly the same it's just now becomes convenient to your plot you know um so that now you're just sitting there as the audience going well why didn't they just do this why didn't they just do that why didn't they do that you know um so that can quickly devolve from good storytelling to oh you're just moving this plot along because you have to kind of a feeling um that's what i'll be curious about to see now we're going to deal with like family situation because at least with the character we had that we have i'm sorry been given with homelander like Butcher should be dead in the very next scene of season two because it's like, okay, showed you that your wife is alive, found out that not only did I rape her, but I got a son out of it, you're dead. Like, there'd be no more gloating, there'd be no more, and I'm going to keep you alive so that you can remember this the rest of your life kind of a feel, yeah. and that'll give you time to also figure out how to kill me. Like, like no, no. that really should be what happens immediately, but we know, of course, that won't happen. You know. I think no. the way that they're going to play it is the whole reason that Butcher is mad at, at Homelander is because he thinks that he murdered his wife. And then Homelander has no idea at the beginning why he's mad at him. He just right. thinks that he's mad at him because he slept with his wife. And that's right. it. No, I'm sorry. That wasn't sleep. That was rape. Right. right and and yeah, so, so, yeah. so now he's looking at the product of the rape of his wife. Butcher's not going to be like, oh, well, you only raped her. You didn't kill her. So we're good. That's what I'm trying to say, that his anger should not go away. He might be overwhelmed by the fact that she's still alive. That's wonderful for him. But why in the world would I want to leave someone alive? Remember, I'm crazy. I'm Homelander. I'm insane. Why in the world would I leave this guy alive for him to be, wow, thankful and amazed his wife is alive until let him then stew and be bitter about the rape and lost time with her, blame me, and then try and kill me again? That's where the bad storytelling starts to come in where you start going like this guy kills for the smallest reason, but his biggest enemy. Oh, I just let him go. Like that's, and that's the thing that just, that drives me crazy with storytelling. And, but and that's it, what, it, it, it sticks out badly that way. Cause then it makes no sense. You know, that's what makes Homelander crazy. He's like, I'm fucking Homelander. You're not going to hurt me. <laughs> There's no way the public's going to believe you over me. Anything you say, and you can try to kill me, but you can't. Let's see. The public's not going to believe that there's records that you were married to this woman, and this woman somehow has my kid. <laughs> Listen. 
you know, no, that's what I'm it's, saying. Like I said, it's just it depends on how they're going to tell it. That that's that's where this is going to start so, to get weird. You know. Well, it reminds me of um, where Guardians of the Galaxy is when James Gunn had said that he was going to start writing, you know, go off the rails and write his own stuff. And it's not exactly the same, but it's it's similar idea of now that they've got, you know put themselves in this particular predicament, is the writing good enough to be able to bail them out or or to be able to you know write something that makes sense. I right. think about James Gunn because I always thought about, damn, you know, he's not gonna go, but he's not gonna go from the reference material, you know, that could either end up really, really good or really, really bad. So. Right. Yeah, that's. I mean, so that's my concern. Like I said, I mean, I enjoyed the ending, but I, my mind immediately moved to the next stage of like, okay, well, what story are we gonna tell now? Right. You know, like, is this gonna be my two dads? You know, like, is this my gonna be two, two and a half men? Like, 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 you know, what are we gonna get out of this? Um, and and how is this gonna seem believable? Um. Yeah, you know, like like for instance, now that Butcher sees his wife is alive, does that remember they've still killed Translucent? So right. does that mean that he's remember? So he should actually, whereas Butcher's wife is alive, so let's for the sake of argument, forgetting the rape, his anger could be dissipated. Translucent, I mean, sorry, Homelanders isn't. They still kill Translucent. So does yeah. that mean he's not going to kill Butcher, but he's he could, he's going to go after Huey? Like I mean, like you see what I'm saying? Like it's. Where is this now going to make sense as a storytelling is where I'm curious how this is going to go. I mean, honestly, do you think that Homelander truly cares that Translucent's dead? He, the whole, what, four episodes did nothing but look for why was, what, why is Translucent not here? Where's Translucent? Why is, yeah, because right. evidently, he, he was evidently extremely concerned about Translucent because he looks as the Seven as his family. Well, no, no I think it's more of the fact that since Translucent would be so hard to kill, he would want to know who are these people that could have killed him and are they capable of killing Homelander? And that brings us right back to the exact question I just asked you. So now what's he going to do? I mean, that doesn't well, now, answer the question if they can't. They, they're sees, still out there. Now he sees, now he knows who they are and he knows they're not capable of killing Homelander, that they just found a way to get around Translucent's uh, defenses. He'll just be like, you can't kill me. What are you gonna do? Well, I mean, he doesn't know that though. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. All right, <laughs> all right, all right guys. All right, we, yeah, we can like, do this yeah, debate so all yeah. day. Ding, so, I mean, ding, that's ding. The thing. Like, yeah, but they don't have like you know he has no knowledge of them other than the fact that he knows who they are. He doesn't know what they know. He's Homelander. He knows everything, man. And he that's knows, what I'm saying is we start making. He these knows assumptions. what's in their poop right now. Well, that he probably would know. Um, but yeah, oh that's what I'm saying. So this is where <laughs> sketchy storytelling comes along the line. Well, well, we haven't gotten there yet. I mean, you know, I think that's your worry, but I mean, up to now, up to this episode, you know, aside from, okay, this is putting them, like, they're writing themselves in the corner, was was the conclusion okay? Um, It was fine. Okay. Fine. Ralph? I like the twist, and I can't wait to see what the second season brings. Okay. Um, Should we go with renaming the series? Sure. All right. I'll go first because Ralph always complains. All right, renaming the series. I'll call it Justice League. Justice League Creep Level Twelve. Ooh, because it definitely <laughs> felt it felt like you know every time you saw the version of the Seven, and you're like, oh, that's Aquaman. Oh, that's Aquaman. <laughs> oh, thank goodness that's not Aquaman. And there's useless Black Noir. <laughs> that's right. I, mean, you, I don't you even understand how anything about him. Well, I mean, the thing is, he you see what he, he you see what he does once. Story. Well, you see what he does once. And it's like, why did you end up on this team? You you have no specific ability. Like even the description of him, it's like, well, he's strong. He's got fast reflexes. I'm like, so you're just the most average, average of the superheroes, and they put you on that team. It's it, it, it's it's the uh, the Frank Miller from an alternate universe. <laughs> I hate Batman, so I'm gonna create a, a a parody guy who who who's so normal he can be, he can just die. Right. He's, he's the top of the average man. He's the top of the average. He's the top of the average. He's not a Ralph average, but he's the top of the average. Ralph, what do you got? I got the boys. Oh boy, <laughs> it's one hell of a show. Oh my God! Really? Oh my God! Really? <laughs> and, and oh then you boy. wonder why I don't wing it. Oh <laughs> boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Mike, I'm just gonna take a name from the their uh, script. I'm gonna call it the Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would actually save time for everyone to wonder what words they're gonna use in there. All <laughs> right. All right. So let's go for it. Ratings for the boys, Ralph. I give the boys 
eight mind-blowing orgasms out of ten. Get it? Because you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> well, I, believe it or not, Ralph and I are on a similar page. I'm gonna give it eight and a half. Pop claw crushing someone's skull out of ten. Come on, Cap. Be original. Original. I let uh, you go first. So whatever. <laughs> that was Mike. your first mistake. Uh, well, in uh, in in reference of Elizabeth Shue, I give it eight super adventures in babysitting out of ten. Because <laughs> all I kept you thinking could... was, I'm like, it's been over thirty years later, and she's still babysitting. Not only that <laughs> teen, but she actually has a baby. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you know it's funny. I can't remember that movie. I know the movie existed. I can't remember the movie though. Well, they redid it too. Disney made a I, new one. Right. Really? Disney made a That's new sad. one. Disney, Disney, Disney remakes a lot of things. Look at Lion King. <laughs> I don't have any more original ideas. I'm just rehashing <laughs> everything I did before. Oh my goodness! All right. And so I'll buy everything you... else if I'd never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I crush it. Put it in wow. my mouse trap. All right. All right. So there you have it. The boys. I say check it out. It's like Justice League on crack. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Or maybe it's meth. Maybe it's meth. So you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now more my mind-blowing. Now with what? Thank you, Mike. What did you say? Now with more mind-blowing orgasms. Ooh. (laughs) That'll increase listener uh, listenership. Someone right up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, guys, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we've only made it under a minute once. I had Joe rooting for me the other day. He goes, yo, they just fuck with you, don't they? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Joe, now you understand my life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so let's see what we can do. Are you guys ready? Yep. Wait, is it only Mike? No, I'm the only one that counts. That's true. Oh. That is very true. <laughs> that, that can count or that counts? Both. Okay. Ready, set, go. If A versus X, which is Avengers versus X-Men, was made into a Street Fighter type video game, name three characters that must be in the game for each side. Wrong answers only. Mike. Maggot, Marrow, and Husk on the X-Men side. Thor, Hulk, and Sentry on the Avengers. Why so lopsided? Right. Because the characters on the X-Men suck. <laughs> Ralph, uh, skin, cipher, and maggot on the X Men side, and uh, D Man. Was the other guy? Mm-hmm. What was the oh name? Uh-huh. Who's that guy? Oh, oh. Uh, Star Fox and Squirrel Girl on the uh, Avenger oh, side. You, the word. Yeah. We're, we're not even gonna try. <laughs> Wait, did, did the timer just stop? No, it's still no. Going. No, your hearing just stopped, evidently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, which Marvel character would you pick to kill the unkillable Deadpool, Ralph? Uh, death herself. <laughs> but you weren't expecting uh, that answer. Uh, Time is up. I messed that up, but Ralph really messed it up. Mike, mm-hmm. you messed uh, it up. I you, say what? that the one above all kills the Deadpool writer. Ooh. <laughs> the one above all. That's me. The one above all. Okay, that's all right. right. In honor of Batman's 80th birthday, what is the one thing that you feel is the most recognizable thing about him? Mike. Uh, according to all the Robins, the bat pole. <laughs> <laughs> God. Ralph. Uh, Tim Burton's bat nipples. Tim Burton's bat nipples. There you go. Was it, no, no, it wasn't Tim Burton's bat nipples. Get it right. Who it was, was that? Schumacher's oh, my bad. bat nipples. Yeah, my bad. Get it right. Listen. TB, my bad. All right. Schumacher, All right. <laughs> he fucked up with them nipples. Damn right he fucked up with them nipples. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and the last one, will, will the movie about Namor be, ever be made? And why is it going to be better than Aquaman? Ralph? It will not be a movie. It will be an animated uh, straight-to-DVD thing that Disney's going to... Uh, not Disney, that DC's going to do. And they're going to, like, downplay it. And it will not be better than Aquaman because DC... Uh, not DC Marvel is going to be like, oh, you know... Uh, we can't compete with that uh, them uh, guys over there with uh, Aquaman because it was just way too big, and they're just we gonna should, call okay. the we, we, we should does, just does, keep... does anyone smell toast from Ralph's side of the mic? Because I think he just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that answer sounded like a stroke. I, I don't. Is Trump writing his speeches? <laughs> How'd you know? I messed up DC and Marvel a few times, um, but hey, yeah, I, yes, yes, we all know it. <laughs> Mike, could you repeat the question? Okay, <laughs> from, from thirty minutes ago, <laughs> will the movie about Namor ever be made, and why will it be better than Aquaman? Uh, yes, it will be made, and it will be better because DC made the Aquaman film. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Okay. All right, a straightforward answer as opposed to the bumbling, stumbling, whatever that was. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this, you know what you're gonna get, and that, you that's true. love no, it. No, no. Yeah, that's Evidently, true. they're going to get syphilis of the ear after listening to you talk. <laughs> Either that or 30 seconds of their life, they're not getting back. Um, shout outs. Anybody got any shout outs? Mike, Ralph? I shout out uh, to, to Ralph's doctor who needs to call him to make an appointment with him as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, we, we have regular checkups. <laughs> How many proctology checkups do you need in a day? Five Wrong or hole. six. Wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, any shout-outs? I would like to shout-out to anyone who is listening to us. Let us know that you're there. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram, a Twitter. Hell, even an email address. Send us a message. Ooh. I thought you said an email address. No. They, they stopped doing email addresses because they were just too depressing. <laughs> wow. Well, my shout-out go to my usual, um, all my people that, you know, that follow us, that give us a heads up. So South Carolina, always get a shout-out. Lula, you get a shout-out. Serena, Sabrina, shout-outs. Joey, shout-out. Big Kev, who doesn't really say much, shout-out. Um, Aaron, who listens to the beginning of this, will never hear this, shout-out. Um, Super Gabe, shout-out. Johannes, shout-out. Who else hit me up? Oh, Hipster Tom, shout-out. Happy birthday, Mr. Cooper. Shout out. Oh, happy birthday, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, I was with him yesterday. You, you know, it was good hanging out. His house, all I got to say is they, we, I walk in and his girlfriend tells me, we do everything DIY, meaning like the, their whole apartment, like he gutted and they rebuilt it. Wow. He's got a game room that would make Nintendo blush. Wow. Like that- custom, custom drawers for stuff. All the things are connected to TVs. The wires are streamlined. It's so pristine. Nice. And you would never say that about like a room full of video game stuff. Pristine. He oh. made a freaking wooden, um, con- a, 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 a regular Nintendo controller, probably about like four feet by like six feet, or something like really big, and it's on wow. the wall, and it has drawers. Dude, this old house, what? Ivan's old house. So shout out to Ivan. Happy birthday. It was great hanging out with you. And I'm your still, house, holy I'm just still shocked because you said you walked into his apartment. I assumed at his height you would have kind of stooped into his apartment. <laughs> Damn. So when Ivan hears this, no Keebler jokes. <laughs> Did he make you cookies? I, oh, my God. How were the other hobbits at the Shire? <laughs> a- anything else before we end the show? Yes. I actually have one more shout out. Go for it. To uh, Just a Rican on his comics on Instagram. He actually reposted a story that I put on Instagram when we uh, had our last episode. Pardon me. Let me uh, thank you for that. That's the, that's what I have all the way at the bottom of my notes. Just a Rican, I actually ran into um, on Instagram through the um, through the cap um, profile. And I said, Just a Rican comics. That's like me in an alternate universe. So I, I reached out to him and I heard his stuff. So him and I have been, tr- been trading back and forth. Nice. Yeah, so he's really cool. So shout out to him all the way in, in Florida. Um, I mean, via Philly, so he's one of your boys. Ah, so he at least is rather nice of a person. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean, he's Puerto Rican. That's what makes him nice, not the Philly part. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know about all that. A- anything else before we put the show to a close? Well, uh, no. For... Uh, Mike the Finance Guy, 
No, MFG. No, no, and no, no. You're not taking that away from oh, me. Okay. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the Cap saying, keep it geeky, and New York Comic Con. You know we're going to talk about it next week. Or next week? Weeks, next week. Two weeks, whatever. You know, oh, that guy. Yeah, fire me. Fire me. Fired. Fired.